This is Aaron Ra of American Atheists, and you're listening to The Canadian Atheist. Present vindication being proved repeatedly and over and over again right when other people were wrong. That does a lot for me. Um, but raising the sights a little, just a fraction, um, I'd say that to me that what matters most is the pursuit of happiness in the words of our greatest founding father uh, and the pursuit of liberty, freedom. And that these things are incompatible, completely incompatible with the worship of an unalterable celestial dictator someone who can watch you while you sleep and convict you of thought crime, and whose rule cannot be challenged, and who's the big brother whose, whose eternal reign uh, may not be disputed. That makes the concept of the pursuit of freedom and happiness completely negative, negates it. Uh, so I, I, one of the things I live for is to return a stout and joyful non-Serviam to this dictator who I'm pleased to find doesn't really exist, but is instead a creation of those who want to install a theocracy in the real life where I can participate, and I'm not going to give them an inch. The second uh, thing I live for is, um, if not exactly passing on my genes, taking part in activities that might allow those genes to be passed on. <laughs> and not... <clears throat> and uh, not scorning the, the three delightful children who result, who are everything to me and who are my only chance of a, even a glimpse of a, a second life, let alone an immortal one. And I'll tell you something, if I was told to sacrifice them to prove my devotion to God, if I was told to do what all monotheists are told to do and admire the man who said, yes, I'll gut my kid to show my love of God, I'd say, no, fuck you. <laughs> Welcome to The Canadian Atheist, a podcast about news, current events, and commentary on all things atheism from a Canadian perspective. Now, if this podcast carries the explicit tag, and wears it like a motherfucking badge of honor, so if you get offended, you might want to switch off. The CA records each week live from Apostasy Studios. Why not join in the discussion? Find us on Facebook, email us at thecaa at rogers.com, or follow us on the old Twitter machine at the underscore CA underscore podcast. If we're amused or tweaked by your stuff, we just might even use it on the show. And now, here are Michael and Dean. All right, here we go. Welcome to CA. Today is Sunday, August 25th, 2019. I am Michael. I am Dean. We are back. Long time. Yeah. Long, long time. Well, we had one in the in between there. Yeah. But it was kind of fucked up. But before we go any further, this is episode... Number 89. Yes. And... Not that you can tell, but welcome to the brand new Apostasy Studios. Exactly. Post-flood. We got new gigs. New, yeah. New digs now that, yeah, we've cleaned up from the flood. Exactly. Yeah, so flood recovered, uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, it's been terribly interesting. And we also have a new audience member. Yes, we have a new audience member. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the family has grown. So we have, we have Buttercup, we have Charlotte, we have... Fezzik. Fezzik. And we also have now Valerie. Now you're going to think, what the actual fuck? <laughs> but uh, if you're fans in any way, shape, or form of uh, The Princess Bride, then you may recognize Valerie as Miracle Max's wife. Yes. And so I already had one question like, well, why not call, why'd you call Fezzik Fezzik? Why not Max? It's because Shannon used to have a cat named Max. Uh. And so, and like, and Max was like the fucking coolest cat. Like, honestly the coolest cat um we decided to not 
So that's that. That's why it's that's why it's valid. Max retired the name. Max retired the name. Right. So uh, four ball pythons now in apostasy studio, and uh, yeah, it's totally awesome. So so yeah so um, hi. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it has been a long time, but we got. Uh, if anybody's still out there. Yeah, if anybody's still out there, well, I'm I'm sure that I I put a little update out there a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. when things were still going, but now yeah, it's totally good. Um, please give us any feedback. I just uh, we I paused a second ago and listened to see if there's any uh, reverberation, and I couldn't hear any. This uh, GarageBand does have built-in feedback protection, so hopefully that does uh, take care of that. Hopefully, if there's a little bit of an echo, um, I can fix that with a little bit more sound. I still have some more sound deadening materials okay. that I can use. Yeah, we're, I, not, I we're, wanna, we're in a bigger room now. Yeah, I don't want to plaster the place. Yeah, the shit. Um, but yeah, so, uh, what can, oh, so, uh, as per the update, uh, if any of you didn't, uh, catch that little update that I put out there a couple weeks ago, um, coming soon is, uh, a, uh, a former Muslim couple. They're going to be in studio. Oh, okay. They're local. Um, also I have to, uh, send Matt a message. He said, I sent him a uh, Facebook message saying, hey, this is what we're dealing with, because we had talked about getting together, and then right. I had to call and say, well, i got to put it on hold. And he was very, he's like, oh, you know, hope everything's okay, and uh, please let me know when, uh, you know, after the flood subsides. Yeah. And, uh, you know, do best to, to get on. There's that. And after you build your ark. <laughs> exactly, after you build the ark. Um, and what else? There was something else in the, in the thing. Now I can't remember what it is. So Lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff going on. Um... Oh, and uh, your lovely wife, yes, is uh, is coming on, and she was Tomorrow. funny last night. We were chatting with her. She's like, "Oh, I don't want to talk about it too much. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come on. We're gonna talk." So I'm like, "All right, <laughs> be that way." <laughs> uh, no, but it's it's gonna be good. So there'll be a couple of episodes, kind of bing bang boomed uh, out at you uh, in fairly short order. I don't have a fucking clue. Well, I, I don't not that I can say I don't have a clue what Mary's going to talk about because I kind of was going to talk about, but I don't know how she's going to talk about it. She wants to talk about how she wants to change the world. Great Eric Clapton song. <laughs> change the world. Um, so we got uh, we got a, a shit ton of uh, news to get to. We got some audio, and oh, um, fuck! It's been so long. Let's see. Um, the U.S. hasn't quite blown itself up yet, but it has shot itself up. A metric fuck ton since we last uh, yeah. spoke. I think four uh, mass shootings. Who knows how many dead. Yeah, um, but mean, it's if... not the right time to talk about guns. Like, <laughs> just don't. It's not the right time. Um, but Trump's only bargaining chip that he had for the 2020 election was his... Uh, how he kept saying the economy is doing great. Yes. And now it's not. No. Oh, and did you see today? Today. There is a GOP person who's challenging him for the nomination. Yes, I did uh, hear something about that. I thought that was terribly interesting. And I think it's great if they just have another Republican to, uh, you know, split the vote on. Right. Right? Just to so that one person doesn't get too many. Yes. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Um, so, okay, so we can kind of dive right in. But, uh, yeah, yeah, America, please stop fucking up. And millennials need to get out there en masse oh, yes. and start voting. Because I think they said that the the 18 to 25-year-old demographic hasn't uh, gone over a 20% vote rate. Like, like, like the, the um, people, twenty no more than 20% go out and vote. Really? Um, and I think they broke it once 
for the past election, the twenty, um, the twenty eighteen, the, the midterm. Pro- oh, the midterms. Okay. I think it went over twenty at that point, like okay. it was like twenty one or something like that. But yeah, it never breaks twenty percent. So even if they could get up to like fifty percent, yeah, it would make a huge difference because they were saying that white evangelical Christian females that their term turnout rate was eighty five percent. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. We got to switch those numbers. <laughs> That's right. The only ones who couldn't get out to the vote uh, at, at all were the ones that were in Gilead. Uh, <laughs> if you're not watching, Handmaid's, yeah, they weren't. They um, weren't allowed. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have their their uh, their servants or their you know their their walking partners. They were too busy uh, having sex with their um, uh, sterile husbands, uh, That's right. owners. That's right of somebody. Um, okay, so let's let's jump into this. Uh, listen, we got good news right off the hopper. Cool. Okay, um, positive Christian morality wins the day. Uh, Oklahoma youth pastor charged with raping underage girls. Of course. Yes. Again, like <laughs> how many times do does this story Again, have to be in the papers? Still. Yeah. Before yeah. something more drastic is done. Yeah. So. How many kids' lives need to be shattered? A lot more. So, 34-year-old Justin White, uh, a former public school teacher and youth pastor at Spiro Baptist Church in Lafleur County, was arrested and charged with rape and lewd molestation, including to the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation. Um, while he was a baseball coach at Smithfield Public School during the 2013-2014 school year, he allegedly had sexual intercourse with a female student several times at his residence located on school property. At his house? Yes. Le- what? Why is his house on school property? Because, um, because Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> um, OSBI, or I said Oklahoma State uh, Bureau of Investigation, uh, spoke with uh, another female who's a member of the Spiro Baptist Church Group uh, when White uh, was a youth pastor there. The female, who was underage at the time, told investigators... White would take her upstairs to the church alone and allegedly inappropriately touch and kissed her. Okay, so so the wording of this is a little fucked up, or I read it a little fucked up. So while he was a, as as a pastor, the youth lived, pastor, yeah, he would have lived on site at the church where he diddled a kid. But then he also apparently had took a kid home uh, when he was a baseball coach and had sex with them there too. Okay. Yeah. So lots of well, lots of bad things. Yeah. Bad people doing bad things. Um, so, yeah, okay, so this kind of flies in the face of, um, uh, well, morality. Well, it, the, the, the one, the one good thing that I was saying is that at least he was caught. Yeah. But how much, how, how, we don't know how much it's happening that we don't know about. That's right. Yeah. You know, we don't know what we don't know about. Exactly. Just like Christians. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, like, yeah, so at least he's not doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, oh, something else I forgot to, to mention. Um, this, is, this is both a good news and a shitty news story. Okay. Okay, so good part first. I remember former Cardinal George Pell of mm-hmm. Australia, the, Ar- the Cardinal Archbishop. Yes. Who was convicted. Yes. Well, he was denied his appeal. Oh, Perfect. Yeah. Lock them all up, I say. There was a press conference in which uh, Pope Francis 
was asked directly whether or not he would publicly condemn Pell's actions. He refused to answer the question. Wow. So for all you Catholics out there, or people who know Catholics and say, well, well, this, you know, this, and this Pope is so, he's still a fucking piece of shit. Um, so, because, it, like, con- condemning pedophilia. Yeah. Super easy That's, to do. Yeah. Fucking, I, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking super easy. It's super it easy to condemn pedophi- pedophiles and Nazis. Yeah. Super easy. Super easy. We just, just did say, it. yeah, don't do it. We just did it. Right? Francis can't do it. He can't seem to get his head around that. Can't seem to get his head out of his ass <laughs> enough. To Seems like far too many Catholics. Yeah, to do that, can't condemn it. Can't so not do it. Right. Um. Okay. Um. Let's move on to our our next uh, news story. Uh, religious activists fined for burning li- the burning libraries LGBT books. Wow. Right. So, so they had themselves a book burning. The good old book burning. Yep. Um, well, things. this is, but see now, now I, dr- I, I drifted into the southern <laughs> there, but this store is only from Iowa. <laughs> That's I, not far enough south. Well, Iowa not really south, right? Like it's not like Alabama <laughs> or Mississippi. Yeah. Or Louisiana. Louisiana. <laughs> right. Uh, Orange County, Iowa. A religious activist accused of burning four LGBT children's books that he checked out of the library in Iowa has been convicted of criminal mischief. Wait a second. He checked them out of the library in order to burn them. In order to burn them. Right? They're not your books, bud. Well, um, okay. So he was doing the greater good. I hope the library just orders a whole bunch more. Exactly. (laughs) No, so, okay. So somewhere in that, somewhere rattling around in his brain was the, the, the pea brain idea that he was doing the right thing. He was doing the right thing. He was doing the Lord's work. He was whatever, you know, insert stupid So he took them out of the library so nobody else could, would, would get their hands on them and have their brain infected. That's right. Um, not realizing that he was actually committing a criminal act. Listen, let's look at it this way. He didn't want anybody else turning gay. <laughs> and he thought the best way to take care of that was to take the books away. <laughs> And then to burn the books. Yeah. But you know what that's doing, though? When you burn the book, that just puts into the air all that gayness. Oh, fuck. And, and then people, people walk by and that inhale in. that. Right. And then they're going to And then gay. instantly love cock. <laughs> like, fucking instantaneously. Oh, I want me some dick. Just like that. Just like that. And if you're, and if you're a girl, it's like, man, I got I to gotta go diving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah um, find me some carpet. Right. Exactly. Sioux City Attorney General, uh, or sorry, pardon me, Attorney Thomas Kunsel, you can't make that name up, <laughs> says 63-year-old Paul Robert Dorr of, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that tame some, uh, town somewhere, Iowa, was found guilty of the misdemeanor Tuesday and ordered to pay $125 in fines and court costs. So the court cost is going to be way more than the fines. Yeah, right? hopefully. The fines are probably what the cost of the books, right? Yeah. Now, did they take his library card? <laughs> I said that purposely when you were about to take a drink because I wanted to see you spit it out. I would but hope so. I'll say, fuck, well, I'm just going to take him out again. You're not, uh, you're not allowed to take any more books out. Exactly. The library. 
you don't get a library card, and you don't get a library card. Right. Um, I'm surprised he had one to begin with. Yep. Dora posted a video on Facebook talking about how he, had den- uh, how he was denouncing the Orange City County Library for having these books on the shelf in the first place. It doesn't seem like he's one to really go to the library all that often. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, he's, he's got his only book he needs on his shelf at yeah, home, and that yeah, is his yeah. Bible. His Bible. Um, Dor fought to have the charge dismissed. Didn't work. Yeah. Um, you took books that weren't yours and burnt them. That's right. He, he, said, um, he said, it's my right. <laughs> That's all he said. It was, it's my right. No, it's nope. not. It's <laughs> no, it's actually complete. That's actually completely not that case. You went dude. to a public place, yeah. Took their property and burned it. Yeah, not your right. Yeah, doesn't matter what's written on those pages. Yeah. Now, it okay. Like if somebody went there and they had a Bible there, and somebody took out the Bible and burned it, would he be just as lenient as if they said it's my right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's different. Right. That's different. Turn it around on him. Um, it's, it's funny. So that, that reminds me of something you've seen this. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen these things on Facebook, right? Where they show, they'll show a Bible and they'll show like a stream of liquid, like somebody's peeing on it or they'll show, you know, like a Bible and somebody's holding a match over it. You know, Mm -hmm. would you, and the whole thing, you know, like, would you burn a Bible or would you, you know, pee on a Bible for, you know, and some of like, you know, would you do it for a million dollars? Like I'd do it for $10. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like it's, it's pointless. Like it's, but it's also a useless action. And and the reason why it's a useless action, what I was going to go back to about the whole court case, is him burning these books. In the age of the internet, he's not saving anyone from anything. Yeah. All of this information is so readily available. He didn't, he didn't do anything. He may, have take, he may have momentarily stopped an underprivileged kid who maybe doesn't have a computer at home mm-hmm. from getting access to something. But everybody else can just look it up anytime they want. The main thing he did was give himself a whole bunch of problems. Yeah. Because now he's got to pay this fine and the court costs. And the court costs will probably be way more than the fine. Yeah. Uh, well, how much could it be in Iowa? <laughs> I don't know. It's but, $126. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that judge needs him some coffee. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't disparage a judge. But uh, no, I don't care. Um, all right. So... Now we, we have uh, move on to our next story, which is local. Okay, cool. Well, Canadian. Okay, local. Yeah, not really local. Okay. There's, a um, lot, there's a lot of the United States that's more local than a lot of parts of Canada. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, this uh, was um, reported by the Toronto Star. So the Toronto Star did an editorial about a video, and we have, we have some audio of um, our soon-to-be Prime Minister, Andrew Scheer. Mm. Yeah. Talking about federal funding for private schools. This is the one big problem that I have with Scheer and how he wants to gut the, pro- the uh, public school system. Uh-huh. And they're going to royally fuck it up. They're going to fuck it up for everybody else. For everybody. Yep. They're going to fuck it up for everybody and else. if you can't afford to send your kid to private school, <clears throat> the... Too bad for you. Yep. So, okie dokie. In his successful 2017 leadership campaign, conservative leader Andrew Scheer proposed a $4,000 federal income tax deduction for parents who send their kids to private and religious schools. 
Uh, so in the, if for anyone listening in the U.S., um, that's t- my understanding is that's typically referred to what's, what's referred to as a charter school. Um, this pledge won many social conservatives to his cause, putting him over the top on the last ballot. Shearer may now hope for the same political logic to pay dividends in the upcoming federal election. Yeah. To all of our Canadian friends, get the fuck out and vote. This guy's fucking dangerous. Um, if replicated in the final uh, Tory platform, Shearer's pledge might cost Ottawa between 1.5 and 2 billion dollars a year yeah in public education funding everybody's saying that Justin Trudeau's been wasting money yeah so this is this is a this is a problem so uh, so the reporter says I've learned firsthand of the risk and the unintended consequences of government subsidized private schools in my time in Australia where I moved from Toronto in 2016 my daughter attended public high school there but the entire education system in Australia um, has been dis- uh, has been distorted by a historic shift towards private schools worryingly that shift started uh, with a pu- public policy very similar to shears so and what's interesting about this, so so we we do have some some audio for this, but what I find interesting about this is he's talking about like four grand, right? Okay. Now, the first thing I want to say is, so my daughter, twenty two years old, right? N- not not an issue when it comes to that. I I'll open this window right now and scream out, please please still take my tax money. Yeah. I don't want dumb fucking people wandering around. Um, I want an educated populace. Yeah. Okay. Taking this money out of the public school system fucks everything up for the public school system and then gives a, a be, gives us now I, I'd have to sit and I'd have to sit and look down but and it's not really broken down right so property taxes all these other things but you're not paying four thousand dollars a year in school taxes no but you're getting a four thousand dollar reduction well if you if you if you send them to private schools then you are paying money right Yes, and you're getting $4,000. So, I mean, so, okay, so on one hand, it is fair to argue that nobody's going to be able to go to a religious school for four grand a year, right? It's going to cost more than that. So yes. the parents are still going to have to pay. Yes. Um, but, you know, we have a couple of private schools here. Like, we have, uh, we have Trafalgar, the Trafalgar School mm-hmm. there, which is a, a, a private school, um, you know, stuff like that. So we, we have private schools. You want to send your kids there? Fine. You fucking pay for it, mm-hmm. though, right? Um, so, but because he's a wacky Christian, this is why he's he's doing this, right? Because he's like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to do the same thing. He's basically, and then what he's going to do, going on a little bit of a rant here, then he's going to appoint our version of Betsy fucking DeVos, DeVos and fuck everything up even more. Well, the thing is that he's going to fuck it up so much, and he's going to take so much money out of the public fund publicly funded school system yeah. that when somebody with a proper brain gets into office, it's going to cost so much more to fix. Yep. It's, it's, it's just going to be ridiculous. Yep. Okay. So here's, uh, here's our <laughs> soon to be prime minister. God, I want to be wrong. You know, almost one in 12 children are educated outside of the public school system. When families make that choice to either homeschool or put their children in an independent school, they still pay education taxes supporting the public system. 
As Prime Minister, I would support the choice that parents have made by offering a tax credit for tuition. I would make up to $4,000 per child eligible for a tax credit for the tuition that parents pay to put their children in an independent school. I would also make up to $1,000 eligible for a tax credit for parents who homeschool their children. Now, Homeschooling. That's a whole new level of fucking dumb. Yeah. Homeschooling is, is when Catholic school isn't religious enough. Yeah. You, you, know, you, know why, you know why you send your kids to school? Because that's where the fucking teachers are. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. The parents pay to put their children in an independent school. I would also make up to $1,000 eligible for a tax credit for parents who homeschool their children. Yeah. Now, this plan still supports the public system because those parents are still paying those education taxes. But it does put a little bit more money back in their pockets to help support the choice they've made to choose the very best for their children. Some people have criticized my plan because they say it interferes with provincial jurisdiction. I disagree. Firstly, the federal government has been offering tax credits for post-secondary tuition for years. And secondly, this plan does not provide funding to the schools themselves. It just puts money back into the pockets of hardworking parents. Now, this plan is controversial. It will be opposed by teachers' unions and those on the radical left. So I'm not... The radical, the radical left. left yeah. The radical left. Those radicals... Those radicals? Those radical left, yeah. That, like that's right out of the, like that's a U.S. talking point. Yeah, like that's a that's and a Trumpism. It's, it's, it's even it's even wrong because in Canada, the way that we're situ the, the way that people sit, it's it's right and left are transposed as yes. opposed to in America. That's right. So in America, the right is the religious right, and in, for us, the right is the liberals. Yeah. I'm asking for your support so that I can become leader of the Conservative Party and Prime Minister in 2019, and I can support choice for parents you can't have my support mr Shearer. you won't get my support and i will oppose you any way i possibly can um so that's pretty scary yeah and he's got a lot of like support i mean i've just by going through facebook i comment as often as i can when people back him up it's obscene yeah. it, it's totally obscene he's a total fuckwit and that one woman that was downtown with the vote for sheer billboard and yep. walked over to some guy and spat on him and said that Canada was built by men, not by niggers. Oh, it's so unbelievable. And she just walked over to a guy who was filming her saying, what the hell is this? And spat on him. Yep. Yep. Unbelievable. Luckily, she was picked up. Yes. Dragged away by guys in white coats. Yes. Because she's definitely mentally ill. Yes. That's for sure. Um, okay, let's move on to our next. Uh, let's move on to our next story. Um, this is. So I posted about this on Facebook. Um, I feel really strongly about this one. So, in uh, in a little town called Lincolnshire, um, which is in uh, Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Usually, um, things with a shire. Shire, is. yeah, that's right. You know, that's where, that's where all the hobbits live. Um, <laughs> Non-Muslim girls were asked to wear a hijab for a day. Okay. Fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck no way. Fucking way. Fucking how. Nothing. Fuck you. No. Um, if you, listen, you, um, 
as Hitch would as Hitch would say, you keep your delusions private. Yeah. You know, if and you what want. What was the purpose of this? Uh, basically, uh, okay. Well, I'll read. All right. Because there's a story. Okay. Okay. Uh, Non-Muslim girls in Lincolnshire are being asked to wear a hijab for a day to raise awareness of discrimination. How about we end the discrimination? I take the fucking hijab off. Um, and and as, I was like, oh, P, oh, the right to bleh, fuck off. Um, the hijab, the niqab, the burqa, these are symbols of oppression. These are not, um, and I've said this before, I've had conversations with this. Um, in Canada, in the U.S., in some more moderate countries, women may well, there may be some women who wear them by choice. Now go to Iran. Yeah. Go to Afghanistan and see if they'll take them off as a choice. No, because they get fucking killed. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the best solution is just, to, is just to not have them. I, I do think that a person should be able to do what they want, right? You know, like if, you know, if men want to, you know, if Jewish men want to wear uh, the, the yarmulke, if we want to do, okay, fine. But don't try to cast this, don't try to use this veil of free choice and freedom of religion and shit like that because it's just not the case. These are symbols of oppression that men force women to wear yeah. because a, a woman has to be covered up because a man might get a fucking heart on and he shouldn't have to control his libido when he sees an attractive woman. Well, so if, if a woman gets raped, it's her fault. Exactly. We know this. There was, there was what there was in, um, I forget what it was, but in one, one is one, uh, majority Islamic country. If a, um, if a woman is raped and no one hears her scream, she's the one that gets put to death. Yeah. That's just Unbelievable. Right. Talk about a man's world, Jesus. Yeah. You know, so if he cl- so if he clubs her over the head, or sticks a sock in her mouth and puts duct tape around her head, yeah. How's she gonna fucking scream? Your fault. Yep. You die. I'm gonna chop your head you off now. You tempted me. Yeah. With your sexy ankles. That's right. And now I'm gonna chop your head off. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, Ghana Mohammed. Uh, said she came up with the idea in response to a number of incidents where girls wearing hijabs were subject to abuse. Uh, the campaigner, who is a member of the Lincoln Muslim Sisters Forum, said it would lead to better understanding. She hopes secondary schools across the country will sign up. That's fucking scary, too. <laughs> um, talking about the abuse uh, some girls uh, have faced, Ms. Mohammed said uh, they have been attacked or abused... Um, and that's not right. Uh, it's just because the other children don't have the knowledge and therein lies the problem. Oh, so, but here's why we do this. Do you think, do you, honestly, do you think that a Muslim mother, when she's wrapping her kid up in a cloth bag, um, tells her why? She has to do it? No, it's just automatic. I, I, was, I was wondering this, like, because, but there has to be a well, point. When you, when, you, when you dress your child. Right. So they could go to daycare or whatever. You don't tell them why they're wearing clothes. It just is. Right. It's what you, you do. Clothes. Yeah. You wear clothes. I try not to. You wear, <laughs> <but> <laughs> so do my children. It's, it's frowned upon. <laughs> but I mean, you wear clothes. It's just, it's just is. There's no, the, your kids don't ask, 
why do I, well, sometimes I do, but like, why are we getting dressed to go out? It's just, it's, you just do. Yeah. And these girls also are getting wrapped up. They're not, they're going to ask why. Their mom's wrapped up. Every other female they've seen is wrapped up. I'm a girl, so I guess I get wrapped up too. Yeah. It does, it's not a question that comes up. It just is. But there has to be that time, right? There has to be the time when you're like, where you could have had the V8 moment, right? And you're like, but why only the women? That has to get asked, right? I'm sure every once in a while it does. And I don't even know what the answer would be. Yeah, like, what do you say? We have to. <laughs> yeah. We have to. Do you want to stay alive? Okay, put this like, on. Why can't we have bacon? Yeah, fuck. Because we can't. What's it's, worse? It's, it's, it's haram, right? Right. That's exactly. all it yep. is. That's it's right. bad. You can't do it. Okay. Why? Is it no. worth wearing There's a cloth no bag if you get it's to just... have bacon? <laughs> well, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> You, I bet you could hide a lot of bacon in one of those things. I got my bacon stash. Yeah. I got my female bacon stash. <laughs> but uh, I got my pork rib stash. But the thing is that with this particular story about getting girls who don't ordinarily wear it to wear it, if girls who are wearing it for, even though they're wearing it for a dumbass religion, religious reason, if they're being discriminated against because of it, and they want to bring awareness and have other girls wear it, I don't see that as wrong because they're preventing the discrimination against the girls who do wear it. Now, the reason why these girls are wearing it is a bad reason. Right. And the whole thing of, 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 of like, it is a symbol of oppression and all that. But when it comes to saving these girls from being discriminated against, not necessarily a bad thing. Put out a pamphlet. <laughs> Nobody reads a pamphlet. That's right. They but want something a little bit more in your face. Now, okay. a there hot also pink is, pamphlet. <laughs> there also is the problem of. I don't even know how to put this, but. No, nah, I'm not even going to go into that. I, I, I don't know how to say it properly. Okay. It's not. It's going to come out. Bad, and I, I'm not, I don't want to go there. Do you think I ever worry about that? <laughs> no, but it's just I, I'm not going to say it right, and it's not going to it's not going to have my true feelings in it, so I'm not going to say it. Okay, so that so the next part of this is is labeled part of identity. Here's here's where I have even no, another level of issue with it. <clears throat> the the hijab day to be held in November. Um, would help non-Muslim children learn about what it's like to wear a hijab and the reasons behind it. The reasons so. behind it, that's, that's, that's the interesting thing, because they have to have a non-misogynistic reason. That doesn't exist. <laughs> but what reasons they say, they have, and the reasons behind it. They can't say, because men want to cover us up. They cannot say that. So then they'll just lie. But they'll just say because our religion tells us to? Well, yeah. Like, there has to be some more... Doesn't there have to be a bigger reason? No. Doesn't there need to be? Like well, no, no. Okay. <laughs> yes, but no. Yes, but no. But no, but yes. Okay. And here's the problem with it. Is that, is that these are... We're talking about young girls, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I had this conversation with my, with my father-in-law, Gerard. 
um, he, he had attended a, uh, the baptism of a young child, right? A family member, child, you know, and it's like, okay, well, uh, he, we were talking about it cause you know, he's my interlocutor on so many different things, you know, as a, as a Catholic and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And I said, well, and I just made, and I made the, you know, like a, a purposely flippant comment. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, um, what, uh, what, to political following to the parents uh, adhere to, and he and he, he didn't catch on right away. And he's like, oh, I think that I think they're liberal. And I'm like, oh okay. Is are, are they going to sign the kid up to be there for the liberal party membership as, yeah, as well at the same yeah. time? At the and same he, time. And he looked at me, and I'm like, exactly. The kid doesn't know what alignment pol- politically that they identify with. Yeah. They also don't know what they believe. You are impressing this upon them. And so getting the kid to wear the hijab is like, oh, you are, it's like Richard Dawson talks about in the, in the God delusion, right? Yeah. You know, there's no such thing as a Muslim child or a Christian child. Yeah. They're children, you know, they are the children of Muslim parents, the yes. children of Christian parents. Yes. But so they're slapping this identity on, they, they are, they are choosing to identify the children. Yeah. And some people say, oh, well, you know, parents have the right balls and that. Well, okay. Yeah. Maybe technically. But like Chris Rock says, you can drive a, a car with your feet if you want to. That doesn't make it a good fucking idea. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, cause it flies in the face of things we talked about before, right? You know, teach your kids how to think, not what to think. Yeah. And you are setting this up, you know, my next door neighbor, right? You know, the Muslim man with, you know, four beautiful children and they get all fucking dressed up and they wear the, the fucking clothes and all that other stuff. I'm like, eh. and it's so hard for me. On a damn near daily fucking basis. But the thing is that the whole the the, the the whole church, I know at least in Catholicism, they 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 build it into the whole society because as you're going through life, like you get baptized, but you see as you're growing older, you see other baptisms, and yeah. then it just happens. And then they have their first communions, and then yeah. they have their confirmations, and it's built in. You get to see this. And you wait for the day that when you can do this, you get all dressed up in your best and, you know, everybody's fawning over congratulations and whatnot. It's your, like, big day, right? And you feel all important and impressed. And you have to go and do this. And it's built, it's baked into the system. So then you automatically grow up, yeah, I'm Catholic. And I've done all this to confirm that I'm Catholic. So baked in, like, so bullshit pre-baked in. Yeah. And nobody ever questions it. Like how many people go get their baptism and their and their first communion and then it gets to actual confirmation? They said, "No, I'm not doing it." <sighs> I'd say it's a extremely low percentage. I yeah, I'd say I I would pretty much go as far as to say nobody because the confirmation because there's also the social is, that's, pressure. That's when you confirm. Yeah, that you are this religion, right? I'm confirmed that I believe this thing. I have no good reason to believe, <laughs> right? And it's yeah, and it's the social pressure. It's your parents and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And everybody's expecting you to show up and be in this big thing. Do you think, do you get like presents? I don't know anyone. Now. I have no idea. You probably get money. Ooh. Probably. I'll be I Catholic. No I'll be Catholic. I think I got baptized, but that's as far as it went. I never did any of the other times. Yeah, other I'm pretty things. sure I was baptized too. I'm pretty sure I Can was Can I baptized. get unbaptized? Is there a way to <laughs> no, suck you can't. water off my head? <laughs> <laughs> Vacuum it out there. No, you actually can't. It's funny. There was talk about this when Hitchens and uh, Stephen Fry debated, um, the Archbishop of Abuja in Nigeria and uh, some old tart from England, um, there was this thing where 
uh, they were talking, it was Stephen Fry was talking about this, and he's like, once you're baptized, you're baptized. Uh, like, apparently, you have to you have to basically go to the Vatican with a gun and say, take me off the fucking rolls. Um, because, like, if you're Catholic, you're Catholic for life. And um, it, it is a big deal. Like, there was a woman in the audience who, who was li- sitting listening to the debate and said, you know, I was, I was baptized Catholic. I'm now an atheist. I know that I'm still affiliated and said to the bishop, how do I get my name off your list? Mm-hmm. And she, he just ignored her. He just completely ignored her. Yeah. Cause he's, you know, it's like 404, you know, error not found. Like, I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, okay. Let's move on to our next, uh, our we next were never story. expecting that to come up. Exactly. Removed. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't want to be Catholic anymore. Yeah, okay. You see that bottle of whiteout? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, another uh, local story. Okay. Uh, A Catholic priest in Calgary is facing criticism after claiming in a sermon that the pride flag was invented by, guess, Satan. (laughs) Exactly right! (laughs) Pride flag was invented by Satan. Who invented the rainbow? Um, Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So they, did they get together? And I don't say, know. And Satan goes, you know what? I'm looking for a, pr- a flag to promote the pride of the gay, of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus community. Right. And Jesus goes, look at this beautiful rainbow. Satan goes, I like it. I'm going to use it. Sure, go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> Whenever I think about stuff like that, I always go back to Jim Jeffries. You know, when he's talking about the Bible, it's like, that's God's book. As far as I know, we devil, the devil hasn't put out a book. Yeah, the de- we the- haven't heard his side of the story. <laughs> the devil's the bigger man. He's exactly. like, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, what the fuck? Okay. Um, Jerome Levine, the vicar for education at the Roman Catholic Diocese of Calgary. Wait, 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 wait. What's his last name? Levine. So he's a Jew. No, no, uh, uh, Levine, L-A-V-I-G-N-E, so French. Oh, I see. Levine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Said the rainbow flag, which was was actually created by a guy named Gilbert Baker in 1978. Satan. uh, Represents lawlessness. (laughs) What? A break from natural order and evil. You're wrong on all three counts. Yeah, so lawlessness. lawlessness. I would like them to take a to do a survey and see how many people who have broken the law are LGBTQ. I would hazard a guess, like in in all honesty, I would hazard a guess that that LGBT people commit crimes at the same statistical rates as anybody else. Mm, I would say no. No, okay, so... No, I but would it, say they actually commit less crimes. It would be lower than the, than the, than the, than the population average. But I'm talking about like, everything from, like, everything from, like, speeding infractions, like, all the way up. Like, I'm saying, like, as a median, I, I, okay, the number, the total number might be lower because the total, because the average is lower, but I think if you, if you looked at the percentages, I would think that the percentage, from a percentage perspective... So if you say that 25% of the population is... LGBTQ, 
then 25% of the prison population would also be LGBTQ. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, because not because again, I'm talking about the whole spectrum. So yeah. not necessarily indictable offenses punishable by time in prison. I'm talking about, cause he said like lawlessness is a blanket statement. Yeah. That's why I'm saying lawlessness is a total blanket thing. Um, uh, I mean, because what do you see? What do you call speeding a lawless act? Yes. It's an established law in, in society. Yeah. Jaywalking. Yep. Yep. Now, again, this like we're talking about a spectrum, right? Yeah. I, I'm I'm not saying because oh well, and and this way I'm way better than God, because according to the Bible, there's only one punishment for sin, and it's death. Yes. Doesn't matter what it is. So, but I don't think we should kill jaywalkers. God probably would say kill them. I don't know. <laughs> but so especially if they did it on Sunday. Exactly. Well, fuck. Then they're, they're real into bad, bad shape. And and so and that's why I look at laws and I, I look at across the entire spectrum. I have no problem with the fact that I could be that I could be off. And again, I think from a total perspective. So if you had so they, if you had ten thousand people that committed crimes, you probably would like it would probably be eight to two for uh, you know for non LGBT versus LGBT. Mm-hmm. From a numbers perspective, because from a numbers perspective, if there's 36 million people in Canada, and it's let's say 10 percent, right? Because remember, there used to be that that magazine, 10 percent, which was a, from, like it was a it was a gay magazine in mm-hmm. Toronto. <clears throat> so, at 36 million, you know, 3.6 million people, right? So then, if you took that average across across the country, you would have a lower number yeah. of people. But the uh, but the I would say from a percentage perspective, it may still be closer to about the same. It's no, like I don't think so. I think like on those minor infractions, like you're talking like speeding and stuff and jaywalking and stuff like that. Then yeah, the, the percentages might be the same. But I, when it comes to actual violent crimes, I think the percentage would be much much lower. I just don't know, and I I could be wrong. Send us an email, caroger.com, or send us a tweet at the underscore ca underscore podcast. Um, if you've got statistics or anything like that, fucking fill us up. Um, I, I, because I'd be genuinely curious about that, but the next one, a break from the natural order. That's just wrong. That's just completely wrong. We know that's wrong. Yeah, we know that's wrong. Um, what is it? Pretty much all mammalian species. Yeah. Um, have, uh, uh, um, homosexual tendencies like within the populace. They have, they have, uh, um, animals, whatever they are of the same sex forming long-term relationships. Yep. Yep. This is established science. It's not even controversial. Yeah. Anyway, so that's just, but he's it's a, it's but a he's trait, a, it's a mammalian trait. Now, but we have to seriously take into consideration he's a vicar. Oh. Oh, okay, right. then then just scrap all that science. Yeah. So cuz he knows better. <laughs> oh, and evil. Yes, of course. The evil his god created. Yeah, Isaiah 45 7. It's evil. Yeah. No, it's just wrong yeah. on all three counts. The I create flag light represents this. <clears throat> I create light. I create darkness. I create a good and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Yes. Isaiah 45, 7, KJV. Um, so f- put that in your hat and fuck it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but okay. In his sermon entitled The Rainbow, the priest who works in a publicly funded Calgary Catholic school district to help prepare students as young as six for confirmation, told followers that Baker, the man who actually invented the pride flag, couldn't have made the pride, couldn't have made the pride flag because the idea was way too ingenious 
and no one is that smart. <laughs> you can't even conceive of somebody being smart. Exactly. The fucking <laughs> pair of balls. Like, uh, what? what's that? What's that line? I forget what Nobody's movie it's from. Nobody's that smart. Nobody's Nobody. That. I forget what, I forget what movie Einstein, it's from. Einstein. Somebody who created a whole new branch of physics. Nobody's that smart. No. But, uh, the, well, this is a flag. It's totally different. Um, <laughs> but... I forget the line from the movie, but it's something like, you know, that guy's got balls big enough to fit in a dump truck. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the size balls we're talking about. Nobody's that Nobody's smart. that smart. Except Satan. <laughs> so Satan helped everybody around the world make the flags for their countries. Because nobody's that smart. Nobody's that smart. Exactly. Fuck, where do you... Where do, <laughs> that is hilarious. That is, that is a hilarious statement to make. How long nobody's is it before... Before confirmation, Pastor Boy is caught fucking some kid in the confessional. But he's he's getting kids as young as six ready for confirmation. Yeah, doesn't that happen later on? I don't know. Cause I thought it was like baptism, and then you had your like first communion, like around that age. Like I don't, I honestly don't know. And then confirmation was like more like more like a bar mitzvah or something, like around thirteen or something, when you could actually think a little bit. Oh, they probably want to get it done before you start thinking. <laughs> You gotta lock them in there. Do not put. Do not. Don't let that kid start thinking. (laughs) Get him over here. Let's pound the fucking brains out of that kid while we got a chance. Because now that I have a seven-year-old at six, no, I mean he's his his. I told you that story about yeah with a book the ninjas. He still thought ninjas were more likely than somebody else knowing people with his name. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. But the same name of him and his brother. Yep. Now that's, it is, high, it is unlikely, but it's a little bit more likely than ninjas coming into your house at night and changing the book. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, our next story takes us all the way to Malaysia. Malaysia. Yep. Sounds lovely. Has uh, Malaysia. Is that another place we can't go? Uh, yeah, well, we totally can't go there. <laughs> Especially when I hear, when you read this fucking story. Um, Malaysia, home to uh, the Malaysian Taipan, mm-hmm. one of the most deadly snakes on the planet. I was about to say, how come you don't have one of those in these terrariums here? Uh, lots of reasons. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> I don't want... You put a cross up on the wall and then it won't kill you. Oh, really? <laughs> um, nope. Even in Malaysia, even the snakes are religious. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, well, maybe they'll teach the snakes to do this. Um... So the, the title of this is not threatening in any way. Um, atheist to be hunted down and re-educated. Oh, Jesus. Re-educated. Well, re-educated, yep. They're not going to kill him. Um, <laughs> critics say the country's increasingly conservative trajectory is threatening religious freedoms. Say it mm-hmm. ain't so. Atheists in Malaysia should be... Listen, listen. Atheists in Malaysia should be hunted down as they violate the constitution, a government minister in increasingly fundamentalist Muslim country, a Muslim majority nation has said. Um, this woman's name is just, I'm going to call her Ms. Kasim because Kasim is her last name. All I'm right. not going to try to work that first name out. Um, Ms. Kasim, who serves in the prime minister's inner circle, um, called on Islamic scholars to re-educate non-believers what does that mean um 
Okay, so there is there's there's a part. Um, I remember seeing I remember seeing a talk on YouTube done by this guy named I forget his his, his full name, but he he's sometimes named Arun Yaya, and he's like he's the Islamic Ken Ham. Okay. Quite literally, he looks just as stupid, <laughs> um, and he says just as stupid. Okay. He has, uh, the, on this video I was watching, he basically said, you know, you know, so when everything works out right, then we're going to ask everybody to accept Islam. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to accept Islam, then we'll ask them to be ruled by Islam. Mm. So like a caliphate with stuff like that. Wow. And if they still refuse, well, then we have to do a jihad. <laughs> basically. So he said this. Wow. He said these fucking words out loud in front of people. Um, so I don't know exactly what they mean by, I think it's kind of like the, um, so I'm, so I'm using my fingers right now. I'm pointing them like a gun at Dean. So, um, you're going to accept Islam? No. No? Bang. (laughs) I I don't know whether it means that or whether it means something uh, else, but you can't, uh, I don't know how anyone can look at any religious doctrine in the light of scientific discovery mm-hmm. and say, fuck, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, of course it was a god. Even without scientific discovery, you can't look at that and say, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's funny. I was having a conversation on Twitter who's become my new best friend. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and we were talking about, you know, the god and stuff like that. This guy, Cameron Bertuzzi, right, who has... Um, Fuck, what's it, the, I forget the name of his, his Twitter page now. I forget, anyway. His tagline is, BTW, Christianity is true. Yeah. He will not, and I've, I said this before, he doesn't owe me anything, but he won't engage in anything. So he drops these, he drops these tweets, and then he just runs away, and he lets his minions come out and fight his battles for him, because I don't think he's smart enough to do it himself. And... He, so he put something out there basically saying, you know, the greatest, you know, God is the greatest conceivable. Oh, by the way, God is the greatest conceivable being. And I responded to that. I'm like, it's trivially easy to think of a, be- a being greater than yours. Yeah. Your God. And so he's like, oh, what would you do? What would you do? So I'm like, how about, and so I put a, like a, a full page Word document response, took a screenshot of it and, and posted it as a picture so people could click on it and read it. I'm like, uh, the God could not endorse slavery could not ask fathers to kill, um, you know, the, uh, or to have husbands kill their non-virgin wives on their wedding night. Yeah. Um, how about, and I just listed off all these things. I'm like, does that answer your question? Like, how many more do you of these do you want me to mention? Yeah. Like, the Bible's full of this shit. And I went, then I went off in this crazy kind of, like, you know, written uh, diatribe <clears throat> about this whole thing. And so, you know, like, when you, like, n- you read the Bible, and you, you, it's really clear to see that the people who wrote the Bible didn't know fuck all about, like, so, so what Aaron Ross is, like, the people who wrote the Bible were obviously, I think his line is, ignorant, uh, bigoted savages yeah. who didn't know anything about how the world of the universe works. I think that's almost a verbatim quote from him. And I'm like, it, it, it's, ab- it's absolutely true. It's, you, can, you can tell it's totally written by people that grew up in that kind of ignorant yeah. era. <laughs> Somebody who created time, space, and the universe would be able to write a book that's a little bit better. Right. There is nothing in the Bible 
that couldn't have been known at the time it was written. Yeah. The, the Bible uh, quotes pi as a round number. <laughs> um, you know, that says, it says bats are birds, rabbits yeah. chew cud, yeah. mustard seeds are the smallest, um, that exactly. stars can fall yeah. from the sky, that the sun and the moon are, cl- are inside the firmament, yeah. which is a ice dome that covers the flat earth. Yeah. It's and fucking wrong. creates its own light. Yeah, it's wrong about every fucking thing. So anyway, going back to what we were talking about, I don't know how you educate people out of, in the light of science. Yeah. How do you go back to an illiterate epileptic <laughs> took a ride to heaven on a winged horse? Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> no, that fucking didn't happen. No. And we know now that the earth isn't flat. There's yeah. no ice dome. The sun and moon are not do not create their own light. The sun does. Yeah. The moon certainly does. Just fucking reflects it. It, uh, it, it, it. And uh, but the best argument that I heard to that was, oh yes, but if you look up in the sky, it looks like a light. I'm like yeah, but this is supposed <laughs> to be the inspired word of God. Yeah. Don't you think God would say, okay, look, I know it looks that way, guys, <laughs> but it's actually just reflecting from the sun. Yeah. Because it's on the other side now. Yeah, I, I I know the Earth looks flat from where you're standing, dudes. But it's actually it's it's a ball kinda, and yeah. So fuck off, <laughs> fuck every part of off. Yeah. This is not a thing. There's no firmament. No, I mean the, the Bible specifically says a firmament. No, there's no such thing. Yep. So so I had an interesting I had an interesting back and forth. Uh, over the last couple of days with several different people on Twitter about this kind of stuff. But so the, this whole thing with like, basically, you know, we're going to, we're going to find out if you're, if you're an atheist or a non-believer and we're going to re-educate you. Well, that's, I, that, that's the I question don't, right there. How do they find it? Yeah. I don't know how, well, it's worked out so well for people like all these bloggers, right. That have been fucking beheaded all over the, the Middle East. Mm. Um, apostasy is a way more serious crime in Islam than it is in Christianity. Yes. Um, apostasy isn't even that big a deal in Christianity. No, it's not. It was, it was not a killable offense. No. The only unforgivable offense is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Yes. Mark 3.29. Everything else you can be forgiven for. But if you say, you know, Jesus is make-believe, God is fake, like, I mean, if it's all real... I'm fucked every conceivable way it is to be <laughs> fucked, right? Bent over the chair, over the table, bent yeah. over backwards. I am ka-fucked. Yeah. Because I've done that and I don't care because I don't think I have a good reason and nobody's ever presented one this and the other thing. Right. So, um, it's not, but it's a way bigger deal in Islam. Like apostasy is well, a way bigger, a way, like yeah. being an infidel. Yeah. Right. Way bigger deal. I mean, they they are they have such they have such a small claim to, or such a such a hard time getting to prove their point. Yes. That either you believe or you die. Pretty much. It's like we can't explain any of this shit, but you believe or we kill you. Yep. Yep. Um. <laughs> okay. This one. This one I got a bit of a hard on over. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so somebody shared on my Facebook page, um, the Toronto Haven church. 
Haven. Okay. The Toronto Haven Church, yeah. They're launching their Toronto chapter. You want to know when? Sunday, September 22nd. 7 o'clock. <laughs> um, who has two thumbs and's going? This guy. <laughs> I wouldn't miss this for the fucking world. Um, so any, anybody can go to, if you, uh, if you just do a Google search, Toronto Haven Church launch, it'll tell you where it is. It's, it's, I think it's like Bloor and Brunswick area. What shirt are you going to wear? Uh, I haven't decided yet. I may get one printed up just for that day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something like, uh, fuck Jesus or something like, I don't know. Um, but. You put that picture of the Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, exactly. No, you know, what's really good. I've seen this a couple of times now where there's this picture with, um, like a, at a nail salon where Jesus has his hands up like this and, and they're putting nail polish on his nails and the caption is Jesus getting his nails done. <laughs> I want that as a shirt. I want, I want that as a shirt so hard. Um, so anyway, I clicked on the learn more tab. Yes, of course. Right. And uh, there are some questions and they give answers. Oh, okay. This is important. What can I expect? <laughs> what can you expect? Well, you can expect passionate worship and free coffee. <laughs> you need to get the spirits up. That's right. Um, Both physically and metaphorically. That's right. Is there a dress code? Be casual, it says, <laughs> which is open casual. season for my t-shirts. <laughs> um, what if I'm not sure about Christianity? Well, this is not a problem. Bring your skepticism. Okay. They're asking for it. I fucking... I'll bring it. <laughs> I got a fucking suitcase on wheels. <laughs> um, I can't wait for this. So when I was clicking on it, so there's a like a super young pastor who apparently is going to be leading this. He's, you know, he's like 17 years old or something, obviously. 17, really? I don't fucking know. But I getting, I think this is the part of me that's getting, like I'm getting crotchety in my old age and anyone who's like under 30 is a stupid kid. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, and I'm trying not to do that because obviously there are tons of people that are under that age that are fucking way smarter than I am. And I accept that. But this guy is just a priest, so he doesn't know anything. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't. The 22nd, that's this Thursday, right? Or whatever. No, September 22nd. Oh, September. Okay. It's a Sunday. Oh, right. It's of the Lord's Day. Of course. Um, I can't. Silly of me. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be fucking epic. <laughs> I'm going to print out the whole thing, you know, saying, you know, bring your skepticism. Yeah. yeah I br- and I, I thought about getting, I thought about getting a couple of just like shopping bags full of just like paper and tissue and stuff like that and walking and saying, I brought my skepticism. Um, cause I just want to ask questions and I just want to ask questions and then look at the blank fucking look on his face. Yeah. I, that's all I want to do. I can't wait. <laughs> Anyone local? Uh, I think as it gets closer, I'll share the event again and I'd love to meet up with people. Um, if you're planning to go down, uh, I'm probably going to get kicked out. Probably. I mean, who's kidding who? Yeah. Um, but my hope is... They don't want anybody to actually question what they're doing. He said, bring your skepticism. <laughs> he said it. He posted on Facebook that everything on Facebook is true. Um, so he, he said it. So that's, that's, that's a thing. Um, skepticism, not Satanism. 
I'm, I don't think he's real either. I don't think he's real either. So, okay, well, that puts us an hour and three so far, and we still have to go through our audio. So okay. we listen to Andrew Shearer, which was scary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the next one has nothing whatsoever to do with atheism in any way, shape, or form. But it's so funny. Um, basically, uh, a man was just, he's at a city council meeting. Is it Tinfoil Haddish? No. Oh, okay. Um, but, you, okay, so you wouldn't think that, at, you know, basically somebody going to a town hall meeting and talking in front of the town hall because they want to hold their event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say it. I'll say what he said, and then I'll let you hear it from the horse himself. Okay. We are a totally peaceful racist group. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. Um, so here's uh, here's the Klansman himself. Did you see the Black Klansman, by the way? It was an Oscar film from last year. Oh, really? Yeah, you should see that. It sounds like a like a Dave Chappelle skit. No, it's uh, I think it's a Sp- I think it's Spike Lee. It might okay. be Spike Lee. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, so here's uh, here's Mr. Racist. That's the only part you have to hear. And then people just start cheering and laughing. Yeah. And even even people on the council bench are just like they put their they put their head in their hands and start yeah. laughing. Yeah. Right? Totally peaceful racist totally group. Totally peaceful racist group. Pretty sure that's an oxymoron. <laughs> All now now not maybe not directly because I don't think there's necessarily. Do you think there's a direct correlation between violence and racism? You can be yes. someone. You can be someone who's racist, and not do horrible and things be, and be a pacifist. Yeah. Like I just, I don't like brown people. Yeah. Or black people or yeah. anybody who's not white. And you can do that, but 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 even that type of pa- no, I see it, it's. You said no. Well, the thing is, because no, I said I said there 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 is a direct yeah, right yeah, yeah because yeah. in order to be a racist, you have to hate another kind of person. Which you think is by definition violent? I don't know if it's violent. It's could you be peaceful? And still be racist. Peaceful hatred doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. And it's interesting because I think I'm going to say, I think even I'm going to say no. And the reason I'm going to say no is because hate is taught. Okay. Just like fear. As is racism. Right. Um, So I think you would, I think you would inevitably teach that. And teaching that to someone, whether it be your kids or something like that, is a hateful action, is doing bad, is hurting other people. Mm-hmm. So I don't, th- so I even, I, yeah, I don't think it's possible to be a, a peaceful racist. Yeah, I don't think so. Unless you lived in a bubble where you couldn't affect other people. Yeah, I think it's like... Can we do that for Ford? <laughs> Put him in a bubble? Yeah. Can we please? Yeah. I've got a few other people I want to add to that bubble. Yeah. Um, okay, hey, so next is our friend, we haven't heard from Mr. Rick Wiles in a while, mostly because we haven't been on for a while, 
But um, listen, uh, so this is an appeal. Um, Rick needs some financial help. Does he? Yeah. He, <laughs> now, it's with the purest of intentions. He wants he to, spra- to fuel up his, uh, his private jet? Um, I don't know. Maybe he's jealous of the, the other guys who have private jets. <laughs> but he, this is, listen, it's the most peaceful of... In, uh, it's the most well, peaceful... It's a, it's for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. He needs this money. Yeah. Okay. Um, how much do you think he needs? How much do you think he's going to ask for? Mm, million dollars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold that thought. All right. Here's, uh, here's Mr. Wiles. But somehow God will make provision for us. I don't know how he's going to do it. He's going to make provision for us. I've upped my, my request, Doc. I'm not... He's up to his request. Do you want to re- do you want to do you want to think about it? Maybe give me another number. No. No. Okay. Final answer. I've been praying, asking God for ten million dollars. I'm now. I'm yeah. now telling. I need a hundred million dollars. <laughs> the vision He's put in my heart. I need a hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars. A hundred million. That's what God put in his heart. A so hundred million. See, what you couldn't... Now, God put in his heart. He's not being greedy. No, not at all. This is what... God don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> God put the provision in his heart. A hundred million dollars. Hey, everybody. What, what you couldn't see is you couldn't see Dean's face. When he first said 10 million, he's like, what the... He had a look, he had a look on his face like... It's like, fucker said, what? And... Uh, <laughs> and then we zoomed to a hundred million. He's like, "What? A hundred? Hundred? That's the number that God put in His heart. That's hilarious. That's right. Hey, he's not done. Hundred million dollars. The global vision to build a platform for the body of Christ to get us through to the end until Christ comes back. It's going to take an enormous amount of money. I don't know how, where it's going to come from. I don't know who's going to finance it, but I know." That God has unlimited resources. Amen. And he is my source, and my faith is in him. So if God has unlimited resources, well, he cut him the fucking check. Yeah, just keep on asking God for the money. That's right. Stop asking the people who listen to you. Just ask money. it to fuck, ask just go God outside. has unlimited resources. There you go. Just go outside <laughs> and say, Jesus, make it rain. <laughs> Jesus, I need a check. <laughs> Right. To wait till your second coming. Yeah. Idiots. A hundred. A hundred million. million. I hope he doesn't get a hundred dollars. Well, the problem is... Okay, and this is... A hundred million dollars. Yeah. The, okay. I, I'm going to partially apologize for what I'm about to say <laughs> and then take it right back and then say it. <laughs> Fucking Christians are stupid. Like, okay, and I'll say that. Not all Christians are stupid. But... Earlier in the episode, we referenced little places like Mississippi, yeah, Alabama. The people are are struggling to make ends meet. They dumb, and they're gonna send this guy money. They dumb. Yeah. Um, no, and of course, I'm I'm being hyperbolic, and of course, there are unbelievably smart Christians, uh, way 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 smarter than I could ever be. Well, head of the Genome Project, right? What's yeah, Francis Collins. Yeah, but these aren't the people who listen to Rick Wiles. The yeah. people who listen to Rick Wiles wear the tinfoil hats. They're not exactly, yeah. you know, swimming on the deep end of the yeah. gene. They, they look at, they look, they listen to him, people like him, you know, 
because he how much he hates the Jews and mm-hmm. all these other things and you know like uh, the the members of the cabal and all this other stuff. So so they're 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 already swimming upstream. Yeah. So when someone like this comes along and says, "God told me," well, fucking whip out the checkbook. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to pay the electric bill this month. Rick Wiles needs a hundred million dollars. Hundred million. Exactly. Jesus. Do you realize? Okay, and I think I've said this before. Tax free, my my dude. Tax exactly. Free. What I'm gonna what I'm gonna say? I think I've said this before. Um, I think it's probably fair to say that if I was that if I was willing to put aside my moral compass. I could make some dollar bills. <laughs> dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. Um, you know, former atheist turned Christian. <laughs> All these, you know, like, and because I could go back and say, go, you can go back and listen to the episodes of the podcast when I was such a horrible person, but God opened my heart. I, like, I bet you I could make some money. Probably, yeah. Yep. Um, but I have too strong a moral compass and I care too much about the truth um, as I can't do that. Yeah. Rick Wiles doesn't have these problems. No. Ken Ham doesn't have these problems. Or I would like Roberts. to see what his actual uh, business plan is for using this, utilizing this $100 million. He said he wanted to make a global platform or something to wait yeah. for Jesus' return. I want to see what he actually has in store and how this money would be distributed and you and, and put to good use. Right. So he or doesn't have buy that. a jet. He doesn't have that. Um, and he'd have to prey on it. <laughs> right? Clearly. Clearly he would have to prey on that. Um, so yeah, that wouldn't just wouldn't happen. There's, there, like for $100 million, you have to have some sort of business proposal. Right. He's probably, like, he's probably got some of Trump's people who are, the, <laughs> who are the best people. Right? So we can probably not worry. We should trust him. Yeah. No, yeah. We should <laughs> totally. trust him. Totally trust him. We should trust him. Uh, okay, so this um, uh, this is our last piece of audio, and this is from your friend and mine, Mr. Mark Taylor. Mm. Um, Mark Taylor might be, we may have talked about this before, I don't think there is a more conspiracy-minded person on the planet than Mark Taylor. He is unbelievable. Yeah. But he doesn't he doesn't dip too much into conspiracy theories here. He's got a way more important message. Oh. His message is is how important it is that Trump gets reelected. Mm. He's got a really good reason. Okay. Well, it, it, from the latest polls, it seems like Trump Trump can't be reelected. But we'll see if that continues into the into the new year. This will push it over the edge. Oh, okay. As soon as you hear this, you'll be like, well, fuck, we have to vote. Oh, okay. Everyone in the United States of America, once you hear this, once you hear our voices and you hear Mark Taylor's um, assertions, you have to vote for Trump. <laughs> it's a foregone conclusion. Oh, okay. Because, because this. For him to release whether or not we went to the moon, but that's another subject, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, this, uh, maybe even something, what's going on down there at uh, Area 51? It, it is, you think Trump will go that deep and, and, and start releasing uh, the the... The, the secret hidden information of our government? I, yeah, I honestly do. I, I believe that you will, you're will. you fixing to see cures, excuse me, for medical conditions uh, begin to... What's it going to cure? Cancer. Okay, what else? Uh, atheism. 
That's good. To come forth because, you know, you got big farmer out there wants everybody sick, period. And uh, so I think what you're going to see happen here now, again, I don't know the timing of this. This could be in his second term that a lot of this stuff starts happening because right now the corruption is so deep. That's taking priority over everything. We got the corruption. Republican president, Republican Senate, mm-hmm. Democratic House now, right? But the corruption's so deep. Oh, it is. It's all Hillary Clinton's fault. He, he said it right. The corruption is so deep. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Got to get these people out of the way first. And that's going to pave the way for all this stuff to come through. But you're going to see cures. You know, we've had cures for this stuff, Daniel, for, for years, for, for decades, for, for cancer. Uh, we, we've got cures out there, I believe, for al- 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 Alzheimer's. All kinds of... Al- 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 Alzheimer's. <laughs> they haven't for... Took them a while to get that in. Yeah. All kinds of diseases out there. Their cures are there. But they want the money coming in for research. Big farmer doesn't want you uh, being well. They want you sick. That's how they make their money. So, I mean, again, uh, yes, I do believe... That is going to be dealt with. You're going to see this stuff begin to be released. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And here's a question. Uh- right. That's it. Are you going to start seeing cures for diseases being released? Yes. And that's going to mean and that Trump needs a second term? Right. So, so the government has cures for these things. Mm-hmm. They just haven't released it. They haven't released it because the pharmaceutical companies... Have what? Want everybody Said, sick. don't release it? They want everybody sick. If you were the government <laughs> and you had the cure for something, would you have to ask a pharmaceutical company for permission to release the cure? Well, I think if any... No. If anybody... <laughs> Full had, stop. ...had a cure for... Especially for cancer. Any... Even, even one type of cancer. And you release that... Yeah, that would be phenomenal. Your name would go down in the history books if you were in power when that happened. Yeah. But, I mean, not even that president has nothing to do with that. It's no. scientists that come up with that. Listen, not according and to... Yeah, m- Big Pharma Mark. wants a lot of money so they could do their research, but they do need money to do research. It's difficult to do, to do R&D for, for, for drugs. It right. does cost a lot of money. But the pro- so, so the problem is, and I, le- I learned this mostly from talking to Shannon, right? That... Like, yes, there's money in medicine, but there's not as much as people think. Yeah. Because from the, so let's say they want to bring drug X to market. Drug X comes to market after years and years and years of research and development and and testing and trials and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars spent. Yeah. Just to say, here's a pill for your headache. Yeah. Right? Whatever it is. So the and they money, can only patent it for so long before it becomes generic and then you can buy the life brand. And the money is in the cure. Because, because cancer, because so many people are likely to get cancer, like we're, we're nowhere near the point where we can start saying, okay, we're going to cure cancer in utero. We're going to give you a pill that means you never give birth to a, to a can- child with cancer again. That never happens. So they have to keep, so the, like the money that they would earn from a cure is way more than they'd make from the money on a medication. Yeah. So it's all just, it's such false narrative bullshit. 
But I mean, cancer is so varied. Like it can attack any part of the body. Yeah. And then from there, it metastasizes and attacks, like it goes to your bloodstream and things like this. I mean, it's so different every with every piece that it attacks that it's difficult to become with a, like a like a blanket cure. I'm gonna cure cancer. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. There's what no such type thing. of cancer. Yeah. Are there's you no such. Cure? Yeah. It's funny. There, yeah. There is no such thing as a cure for cancer. Like testicular cancer is very different. Than breast cancer, oh, yeah. or ovarian, yeah. or brain, or actually, it would or lymphoma. Be very similar to, to, to ovarian, uh, maybe, but I mean, but still, but it's still different. Yeah, you know, but like, like in male versus in the male yeah. body versus the female like, body. Uh, like leukemia is very different from like lymphoma brain cancer. Or whatever you're saying, like all these other things. Yep. So it's and it's interesting, Shannon. Like when I first started dealing with this with Shannon, I remember going to one of the. Um, one of the events with her and this guy, Tack Mac, who was like unbelievable. He's like, he's known as like the godfather of immunology because he did, he discovered the T cell mm. and he's been like, and he's been the front runner to win the Nobel prize for medicine a couple of times, but he keeps getting beat out by someone who come up with even something bigger. Anyway, um, he's a, he's a, he's a clinician at princess Margaret and he, uh, he said during one of his talks that one in four, people will die, be diagnosed with cancer in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Last year, he elevated that number to one in two. Wow. Like, that's unbelievable. And yeah, you think that's... these people don't want to try to find a fucking cure? Exactly. Like, it's in everybody's... It's, it's in their best interest, too, because they've got a 50% chance of getting it themselves. <laughs> exactly. So it's unbelievable. Well, no, 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 no. The, the Illuminati has the cure, and they only give it to the special few. I thought the government had the cure. No, well, yeah. But the government's controlled by the, the Illuminati. Oh, okay. Who's the Illuminati controlled by? Nobody. Nobody? They run everything. Well, the aliens, probably. Oh, the aliens. <laughs> I'm not saying it was aliens. <laughs> but it was aliens. Uh, okay, so that puts us at an hour and 22. Not bad. Not is bad. It, not bad as a return gig. Yeah. Um, so, hey, uh, everybody, um, we, we, we do want to say... Uh, you know, that we're sorry for being away for so long. We promise not to, to make it that long again. But, uh, you know, hey, shit happens. And thank you so much for uh, sticking with us and sticking by us and continuing to donate so much of your valuable time to listen to uh, one foul-mouthed motherfucker <laughs> and, and his more reasonable uh, partner. And uh, next time you'll be listening to my lovely wife. That's right. Just tomorrow, yeah, uh, Meredith's going to be on. And that'll be a cool talk. So we'll kind of be bouncing a couple of episodes back at Ocha. And then I'm going to now reach out to set up the actual dates. I didn't want to set anything up with anybody until this play, until the studio was signed, sealed, and delivered. Now that that's done, start getting people in. I'm really looking forward to having... So this is one of Shannon's former co-workers. Mm. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Muslim couple. Yeah. The, the wife uh, worked with Shannon and her husband. And they're going to come in studio. So that's going to be really and awesome. And they're going to be to debate the side of Islam. No, no, no. They're going to share their deconversion story. Oh. They are now nice. non-believers. Okay. Okay, good. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also uh, Matt. And oh, and also uh, Steve McRae. Okay. From uh, the Great Debate community. Yeah. And one of his uh, uh, co-hosts, uh, Cheshire, who's a fellow Canuck. Is Steve so the one that uh, said that we do have a burden yep. of proof? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep, the atheist it. burden of proof. I've got a few, uh, a few uh, questions there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he changed. He changed my mind. Yeah, he changed my mind. 
But um, I don't like I don't like I don't like the explanation that you give. But maybe he'll give a better one. Maybe. Oh, fuck! It's I, we can't get into it now. <laughs> On the last episode, I told you that I would talk about why I believe there are no gods. Remember? I would discharge my burden of proof yeah, to yeah, say yeah. God, yeah, yeah, God yeah, does not yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah. Can't get into it an hour and 24. So I'll have to save that for next episode. All right. Uh, but I'm going to have to make a note for myself because I've it's, it's simple. <laughs> it's a simple burden to satisfy. But... Um, I think that's that's it for for this week. I think that's enough trouble for us to get into for one episode, but we'll be back at you next week, mm-hmm. and uh, even sooner than that with uh, Dean's lovely wife uh, Meredith. But uh, we'll be back at you next week. But until next week, I've been Michael. I've been Dean, and we shall see you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been the CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon.